everybody, and welcome back to Don't Quit Your Day Job. My name is Paul, and I am your host as always. And today, uh, from what I hear is a very wet and rainy Chicago, I have Jeff Dean from Heavy Seas. Jeff, thanks for coming on the show. No problem, man. How's it going? All right. So, so I, someone who I know in the Chicago area posted that they had five inches of rain, like in the last 24 hours in the, in the Chicago area. <laughs> well, so it's funny. We're actually in Gainesville right now, getting ready to oh, play okay. the fest. So that makes me feel, <laughs> makes me feel like we dodged, dodged that bullet. <laughs> okay, cool. So you're, you're down at fest. That's cool. So, uh, so your band heavy seas, which we'll get into in a second, but how did you get, on fest, let's just start there. Let's just jump straight in. What uh, on the fest this year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other band, Airstream Futures, is the one that's playing okay. the fest this year. But this is actually my fifteenth year playing the fest. Okay, which is pretty wild to, to think. Um, my my old band, The Bomb, was on No Idea Records, and the fest originally started as like you, you know the label was kind of behind the fest. Okay. And then Tony took, like, you know, became Tony's thing from there. Right. But I've always just had a great relationship with everybody. So, and they've always liked my bands to come and play. So I feel pretty fortunate about it. That's cool. It's wild to think that, like, this is the 15th year. It's like a third of my life has been spent coming to Gainesville every <laughs> every October. It's, it's bonkers. It's awesome. So just a, a short aside here with Fest, then, since you've been so involved in you and you've played the shows, um, I think Fest now is pretty well known, but even maybe five or seven years ago, um, it wasn't as well known as it, as it is now. What can you say about the growth of of the of the shows overall um, for Fest and for Gainesville? Well, I mean, even though I would say that you, you know they've gotten bigger bands than maybe they had in the past years the vibe of the fest is just amazing. And it's still like, I mean, it, it grows, but it's not growing in like a, like a, I don't know. South like by a, Southwest, for example. Yeah. It's not like that. It's like, it's just like this, the community of people just keeps getting larger and larger and it's awesome. It's so much fun. That's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. Well then I want to start here with, with heavy seas. So, so basically the story of you and I getting together for this interview is Graham from Little Rocket Records uh, suggested that I talk to you uh, because I had just done an interview with Frankie Stubbs. Uh, of course, uh, you know, I know Leatherface from back in the day and um, Graham seems like a really cool guy. We've only had email correspondence. And he said, basically what he said was there's someone... You and I are equally busy. Was I think the, the basically the way that that he put it. <laughs> so let, that, let, that checks out. Yeah. So so let's start there. You've already mentioned a couple of bands. Um, so let's run through the itinerary a little bit here and tell me how you got involved with Little Rocket, which is a UK based label. For those that don't yeah, know. Yeah. So so Airstream Futures, my other band that I'm down here at Fest with. We did our first UK tour, I think that was 2017. And the last show of that tour was at the, at this place in Sutherland called Museum Vaults, which was kind of like the bar and that all those guys hang out at. And, you know, and they have shows there. And I, I'd met Graham before, but, you know, we've been friendly, but like we didn't really know, know each other. And 
that show at the, that that last show there was just a really really magical day. It was just I mean just one of those shows where it, like everything's just awesome. The people cool. we played like the, it was just epic. And Graham and I hung out a lot that day, and he was just like, "I need to put out your next record." He was like <laughs> very Graham about. It. He's like, or basically, <laughs> it was like, "I'm putting out your next record." <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm good with that, man." <laughs> and so. Yeah. And so then from there, we've just become really, really good friends and we've had a really great working relationship. So it's you know, when I was getting all the heavy sea stuff together, I, I started talking with Andy at Solar Heart Records, who released the album in America. And when Graham heard the album, he was just like, I love this. He's like, let me get involved. He's like, can he's like, I'll get it. I'll put it out over here. Andy can put it out in America. We'll get Josh and Rag girlfriend involved to help with distro. And it just, it all just kind of fell in the place. It, it, I, I feel, I was really, I feel really um, appreciative, I guess, yeah. you know? What, what's cool with, so I, <clears throat> I have a lot of questions now because you just ran through a bunch of things that I've been thinking about, uh, but you just used the word appreciative. So what I get um, in a lot of the interviews when when I start talking about success with with the artist is luck, right? We were lucky to have this. We were lucky to have that, which which I get. Um, but I would also argue that that guys who who can taste some success, however they're measuring that, um, the luck is manufactured, right? You're working hard. You're putting out product. You're making good music. You're not being a dick to people, right? So so. I mean that's 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 a good thing, <laughs> right? Right. I, I still think that there is a certain amount of luck to it. I mean, I can think of like tons of bands that I was friends with that were like the best people and the best bands that just never like just this never got the shot or like you know or they never even got to put out a record for right. some reason. You know, it's like how you did, there's definitely the universe has to tilt your way. I think you know. Some of it, I do think, comes down to decisions that we make, right? So when you're presented with the opportunity, yes. even if you don't recognize it as an opportunity at the time, you have to figure out how you're going to make the most of whatever that thing is. And if you don't, I think the moment can be lost. And and so if we're going to call that luck or whatever it is, I think that that's an important element there. You have to recognize what your next best play is and move on it as quickly as possible. I definitely like feel like a lot of the times you fall into a situation and it can go one way or the other. And, it, you know, if the luck is realizing that that's what's happening, right? right? <laughs> to be able to make like, like, this, like, oh, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for. Yes, we are going to take that, right. you know? Right, right. Cool, cool. All right. So then what I wanted to ask you was I interviewed Andy, uh, Andy Pohl, who you mentioned from Sell yeah. Heart. I Love interviewed Andy. him on on this podcast and, and he was great. And we talked about, you know, developing his label and all of that. I definitely want to get Graham on the show. And then I did see um, what you just mentioned, Red Girlfriend. So tell me how for for you as an artist and you as a working guy trying to put out product, how are you working with all of those things? three different companies, different smaller companies, of course, but different companies and how you're making that work for you. I mean, it just, it's, you know, it's a statement and the fact that all those guys are great people, right? Or else there's no way we could work. Right. It's too many people in the kitchen, right? right? 
but everyone's so awesome that everyone's just, I feel like everyone, like, I mean, it feels weird. It feels crazy to me because, you know, with heavy seas, I never, I never had the ambition to be the front guy in a band, you okay. know, that's never, it's not anything I ever really wanted. I was always fine with writing the music and having the singer do the singer thing. And, you know, I play loud and jump around, you know? Right. And so, with, so taking on this role has been something that was, you know, very intimidating for me. And it's really like, it really fucking pushed myself, you know, to fucking see if this was something I wanted or if it would work or anything. And I don't, it's, it's, it's still, it still like floors me that all these people thought that this record was, they liked it enough to put their time and their money and their effort into it. Right. You know, like yeah. I feel, feel fucking completely flattered and completely fortunate for it. You know, even if, you know, it's like, even if it is on a smaller scale, like you said, I mean, I don't know. At this point in time, the fact that anybody, <laughs> I feel like, I feel fortunate that anybody wants to release a record, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, how, how fucking lucky are you, you know? Yeah, I agree 100% there. Sometimes if I look up Spotify for my projects and I see, whoa, someone in Texas listened to my, my record, it's just mind blowing that like someone I don't know and probably, yeah. you know, we'll never meet, like listen to it. And it's crazy. I mean, I've definitely been fortunate that a few times in my life, people that I've met have told me that a song that I wrote or had a part in writing, like, you know, it mattered to them. Right. Right. And yeah. that I've never, like, it just blows me away. Like I can think about, it's like, I write songs. I kind of just sit in my house and fuck around on guitar. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. All right. <laughs> and then like to fucking think that like, okay, something I was just fucking with on guitar in my living room. And then I go to like fucking Germany or something. And someone's like, this song really matters to me. Like that's fucking magic, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's magic, man. So wild. that's definitely what I would call a measure of success, right? So getting connection to something that you're putting out into the world on a, on a personal level from, from someone who's listening to it. How else are you, how else are you thinking about the idea of success for the projects that you're doing? Is it okay for one to be more successful than the other? Do they have different objectives when you're doing different things? That's it's a really interesting question. Um, I just kind of try to roll with with everyone's being the most active. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I I dropped out of college to play music, so like I'm for better or for worse, I'm a fucking lifer. You're you a know? bum. You're a bum. Some people would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, am I losing you a little bit? Yeah, a little it's bit. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit sketchy right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll keep powering through and and see what happens so it froze after i called you a bum basically <laughs> i forgot what i said in response to that now. you said something about traveling <laughs> oh. <laughs> so i'm just gonna i'm gonna put Maybe the edit I'm in a, there where bum. i call you a bum and then there's silence for five minutes while you figure out what to say <laughs> next <laughs> the, the tension builds right <laughs> um let's talk about Let's talk about um, Heavy Seas, um, because that's the band that Graham mentioned um, when he yes. suggested that I get in contact with you. So let's talk about Heavy Seas and, and what that project is. You already mentioned that's your frontman project. So how is it different from your other things? I mean, it's 
thoroughly different because I'm the one that's singing and writing lyrics, you know, so which is something I never did before. I mean, when I played in the bomb, I did backups here and there, but that's like not the same as actually being like the guy, you know, so it's uncharted territory for me. So it's like I was mentioning, it's like it took a lot for me to like put it, put it, put it on the line to do this. You know, for me right. personally, it right. did. And I, I mean, I, it's been it's been really great. I'm really proud of that album. Um, Ronnie DeCola plays drums and Katie Carp, who plays bass, like they're one hell of a rhythm section, man. I feel lucky to have them along for the, this adventure. Yeah. I feel like we I mean, I I put I played in All Eyes West with Ronnie and I play in, in Airstream Futures with Katie. So we all know how to play together. And I just knew that the two of them together would be a really fucking great rhythm section. And they fucking rock. It's the makes it a whole lot easier when you have like right. that foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, as far as like the musical approach, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess if you've listened to any of the other bands I've been in throughout the years, I guess it probably guitar wise has like a similar style. I play how I play. Right. But I feel like the, the music for this band is, is, is bigger and heavier and more bombastic, you know? It's, so musically, it's, not, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty depressing. <laughs> well, well, so I want to say a few things here about that band in particular, and I'm going to, I'll, of course, as always for the podcast, I'll drop the link so people can check it out. But um, I got a strong, initially I got a strong like cave-in vibe uh, okay. fr- from like early, late nineties, early two thousands, like that style of, of cave-in. And then as I listen to it uh, vocally, so now let's see if I'm truly going to insult you. Uh, vocally, I got a strong Sunny Day Real Estate vibe. I mean, that that's very complimentary of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that compliment. I love Sunny Day. Yeah. I like Cave In too, man. Um, I, honestly, like my initial thought of what I wanted this band to sound like, which probably doesn't sound like that, but this was my attempt to make it sound like I wanted to do something that was some kind of cross between kerosene 454 and Oasis. That was my idea. Wow. I wanted that heavy Darren Zentech kind of drum style with like the noisy guitars, like that mid nineties, what we used to call emo sound that doesn't seem to exist anymore. Like, I mean, maybe there's bands that sound like that, but I don't hear them anymore you know right and then i wanted there to be like some kind of like melody to the vocals so i don't know if it sounds like either of those bands but that was my thought process yeah no i think you can you get that vibe like once you hear it described that way i i think what's really interesting just to linger on the guitar stuff for a moment is the guitars are as you said they're they're sort of really big sounding but the distortion is so clean and you can hear the notes of the chords that you're playing and that's rather than just like, you know, death metal buzz saws or a big wall of sound doing it that way. You can hear the notes and the energy that's going into the composition, which is, you know, whoever produced, Oh, actually I did read who produced it, but I mean, that production is really great. And if that's what you're going for, then you get a, you get an A plus for that. Oh, thanks, man. It took me many years to get my guitar sound down, so <laughs> I'm glad that you appreciate it. <laughs> you know, I, I like more of a crunchy 
guitar sound than an overly saturated one anyways right. you know right it's like i want I, I play like i play a lot of notes in the voicings i do on chords and i want those to ring out and not be lost you know and that's definitely coming through it's definitely coming through so that's cool um when when you're choosing singles when you want to put out things that are representative of the project that you're working on right now and again we're going to focus on on heavy seas so for example yep. um unwound i really dug i thought that was a great song but it thank you it means a lot to me but it's not one of the singles right so talk us through how you're deciding that um, well, the first single, Waves and Dreams, I always knew that I wanted that one to be the first song that anybody heard. Okay. It's, it's probably my favorite one to play, but I felt like that song specifically encapsulated everything that I wanted this band to sound like. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and for sure. So I was like, that's going to be the single as long as everybody, like somebody doesn't disagree or have a problem with that. <laughs> and then Oscillation, the the, the second single... It just felt felt right. It felt like that was the one, you know. Okay. So, what do you say to fans who are like, "Damn it, you didn't put out the song that I like uh, as a, as a single," or you're not playing the song that I like when you're doing your live set? I don't know. No one's asked me that. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, if someone's asked me. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just putting it on the record right so you're now. Telling me that, yeah. You're going to tell me that Unwound has to be the third single? Yeah, that's, a, that's basically what I'm saying. <clears throat> Put right, Unwound you know out because I think it's a great song and people should hear it. Uh, then you know what? I will. That'll be the third. <laughs> Decision made. Right on. <laughs> wow. I feel like I have some power with this podcast now, so that's... That. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, let's talk a little bit about shows and touring. We're coming out of COVID, of course. Dark time for nearly every musician that I've ever talked to. Um, you're down at Fest in Gainesville, so clearly uh, you're doing stuff. Um, what is your touring schedule like, and are you able to tour whenever you want um, in, in the various projects? Um, just trying to fit figure it out right now right mm -hmm. um it's ironic this is really I mean, this is really funny so the last show that i played before the the pandemic was the airstream futures album release show and then everything shut down and then there we two years were gone right the first show back that i played was the record release show for heavy seas <laughs> so it, it, I, my head was already like all weirded out just with that you right, know right it was it was it was strange coming back. I remember like you know oh okay I'm at the practice space I'm loading my amp in my car oh we're sound checking wow this is wild and I remember like the first show that the record release show for Heavy Seas it went really well and it was well attended and our friends bands played and it was just it was a really great night but I just remember coming away from it like feeling a little strange because I was like well this. This feels different. I, I I need to do more research. I need to play more shows to figure out if like this is just what shit feels like now, right, you know? Right. And then as I started playing more shows, it was like everything just kind of started falling back into being normal. And it's it's been great. People are, are happy. People are really happy to come see music. And so yeah. that's a good thing. I wanna I wanna be a part of that as much as I can. Yeah, for sure. 
and then going along with that question, um, and of course the title of the podcast, do you have a day job and how are you fitting your musical endeavors in with your, with your day job? Um, I'm a recording engineer. And so all my life was affected by the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been a real fucking shit show, but at the same time, I, I, I did have some, a, a decent amount of, of not, I had more mixing work through the pandemic than okay. recording work. Um, I, I'm currently working with the Bull Weevils on finishing their album. So I've okay, tracked yeah. a bunch of stuff like at the end of last year and they kind of slowly finishing that record. But I, I mixed, I mixed, I mixed the record for this band called I Like Alley from Italy, which was a lot of fun and it was a great record. And, and, you know, we were able to do stuff like that in the pandemic because you're, you know, you're you're sending files across right. the, <laughs> across invisible waves, right. you know. Right. But like getting back into a, a studio with a band, like I think the I can't, the first band that I re- recorded, I was like really apprehensive about it. You know, I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay. Like, we have to figure out how to navigate this. It's like we can't all be close to each other. Everyone's got to wear masks sorry dudes you know unless you're singing in the fucking vocal room like and so it's getting it's getting better i mean in chicago you know that it's been very diligent about vaccines there and like i don't know anybody that's not vaccinated like and everybody's like really trying out there to like get past this so that brings a like a a better sense of ease you know being around people in the in the Chicago scene, um, are you are you playing a lot of local shows? Are you you know how are you doing it so that you're not so that Jeff Dean isn't playing every weekend um, in every club in Chicago? Are you trying to space that out so that you're you're not killing your own market? I would like I would like to be playing every weekend in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play three nights a week. I don't care. Um, it you know it's. I mean, it's it's been it's been a slow roll in Chicago. I mean, it's come it's it's weird because it was like things kind of loosely started thing happening, but then like big shows started happening like really fast. But then like smaller shows, like you know, we lost a lot of venues, man, right. and a lot of bars and and stuff. So it's 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 been a little bit slower on like you know like the the lower tier bands to kind of get back to like playing on a regular, you know. Did you go see Metallica at the Metro? I did. You did? Wow. I did. I got in. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you know, like, you know, I mean, they were like heavy handed with like the Vax card. Like, like the dudes, like the guys like yelling at like people in line, like, you know, you couldn't get a wristband without providing all this information. So right. I felt real confident that like I wasn't going to die. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I'm vaccinated and I have the booster too, so I don't know. Cool. When but we, uh, it was when, wild, man. People were going bonkers. Yeah. It was so, it was so much fun. <laughs> the, just speaking of the vax, vax card, my wife and I went to a show here in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago, and they required vax. Um, and so we're standing in line and I hand mine over, and he says fine and hands it back, and then he gets to my wife and she hands it over, and he goes, "You know, your name isn't on this, right?" So she hadn't, like, she had the card, but she hadn't written her name on it. They still let her in, which was cool, but it was, you know, it's just, yeah. again, one of those things. 
I mean, it, you know, it, it sucks and it's inconvenient, but you know, I just want to get past all this shit right. and get back to normal. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to participate in whatever facilitates that. Uh, any European plans, uh, for you and any, any of your bands coming up? I'm trying to get heavy seas over to the to, to UK. I'm hoping in the spring. Okay. And then we talk, and then Airstream Futures has talked about going to Europe in the summer. We'll see. I mean, it, it's, it seems very complicated to get over there right now, especially like with, I, I mean, I heard like visas to even get in or just, it's insane or like some insane amount of money and stuff like that. But I absolutely love touring the UK. It's like my favorite. <laughs> I've, and cool. I, I told Graham this, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care about playing in America. I just want to come and play there. <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't. You want to play over there. And I'm like, so in my mind, my first priority is to get heavy seas to England as soon as possible. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, before we started, we were just briefly chatting about Pittsburgh. So what's the possibilities of getting uh, heavy seas or Airstream Futures to, to Pittsburgh? What, what are the plans for shows? I would love to shows? get either band out to Pittsburgh as soon as possible. <laughs> Yeah, right on. So then uh, we should uh, stay in touch, stay in touch and, and make that happen. Um, I would love that. That sounds great. One last thing here bef before I let you go. When you're getting ready to play something like like Fest or a bigger show that maybe you're opening for Metallica at the Metro or something like that, is your is, <laughs> is your approach to to the show, is your approach to the music different than if it's your own show or if it's a smaller show where you're more comfortable? Nope. I don't care if it's five or five thousand people, you you leave it all on the line every fucking time. Right. Right. And advice for, for younger bands coming up who who want to, to try to do this sort of thing, whether they want to get into music production or they want to have five bands active at any given moment and doing shows and all of that <laughs> stuff. What, what's your advice as the as the man who's doing it right now? It's just you work as hard as you fucking can. That's <laughs> really, truly and, and be, be nice to people. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't be an asshole. Is, I think that's good advice for 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 any band, right? And I do. I think, think it's just good advice as a human. Yeah, also true. Um, sometimes I get that it's hard, right? If you if you're in a, having a bad day or whatever, but that shit comes back to bite you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I just want everyone to be happy. So <laughs> right on. You know, right on. Well, I want to thank everyone who's listening and supporting the podcast. Please continue to do so. Please rate the podcast. That helps us out a lot. I want to thank Jeff Dean all the way from not Chicago where it's raining, but uh, Gainesville, Florida, where he's going to play fest. So that's cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank, thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs>